guys, something pretty historic happened uh, just yesterday, in fact. And, well, being the uh, intriguing person that I am and just, you know, inquisiting <laughs> on such matters, Isley, are you throwing your name into the race to be the next Speaker of the House? No, I'm already the Speaker of a House. <laughs> oh, no. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I, uh, I, I don't not, think I want to expound uh, on that. Nor, nor will I be when I have my own house. Um, I'm just kidding. Get back in the kitchen. No, I'm just playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm kidding. Don't cancel me, please. That's a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. Personal file. 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. Everybody's a claim. These people don't give a Love you, honey. <clears throat> I made a comment earlier tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it, may, it may not have been what you guys wanted to hear. Um, What's up, Tom Brenneman? Yeah, I may I may have said some things over the airwaves that I thought I hit the button before I did that. So I made a comment um, tonight. <laughs> um, I consider myself a man of faith, and there goes Nick Castellano sitting another deep drive to left field. <laughs> It'll be a four nothing ball game. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, if Boba shit homers <laughs> right here, I swear to Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boba shit goes yard. If, go, if Boba shit goes yard here. Castellanos Jr. now. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, I don't know where all that came from, but anyways, we got a, uh, we got a show some, to do tonight. Somewhere. Um Emily, if you're listening, I was just kidding. Disaster zone. Yeah, Emily, if you're listening, I was just kidding. I didn't mean that. Why why would she be <laughs> listening? Hey, yeah, I don't know. She must be sick. Is is um, that on the show tonight somehow, somewhere? I don't think so. I don't think so. Not tonight. We got a lot on the show tonight, though. The top 25 may be ready to be revealed at any moment now. Maybe. Um, but I, I wanted to start with probably the least favorite bit of news I've read recently. <clears throat> Apple and Amazon have had early talks about bidding on media rights for the 12-team college football playoff. No. Don't. You serious, Do not even think about this. Don't even give this I consideration, please. This needs to be broadcasted live on, on mm -hmm. a normal TV yeah. channel. Everybody still has TV. A lot of people are not transitioning over to streaming the way people thought they would. Um, Amazon's probably the most likely of the sources because Amazon has that, that appeal. Mm -hmm. With the situation that they're in, obviously, Amazon a lot has of people, the most. A lot of people already have Prime, so it's easy for them to just go watch it. But why would you put yourself in a position where you make it harder for people to access the pinnacle of your sport? You shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't. This is a terrible move if this actually happens. You shouldn't overreact to it right now. I'm kind of overreacting to it, but I'm very frustrated this is even being considered, to be completely honest. This should not be in consideration whatsoever. No, it shouldn't be. Now, I'm not. I'm not upset if they want a simulcast or something like that. But there needs to yeah. be an over the the airwaves broadcast because, I mean, you look at what killed the Pac-12 conference. If Apple or Amazon, you know, I mean, low, not lowballing, but basically, you know, 
looking at what the that estimated value was for a streaming only media right deal, you're not going to be able to get nearly as much as you've gotten out of ESPN, you know, Fox, CBS, NBC. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at all these different oh, yeah, network no. deals, there's no way that I think that they should only be going to a, you know, an Apple or an Amazon. I, I think if, if anything, this may be Tyler, like, you know, the first round could be some games broadcast on Amazon. I don't or want Apple. to see that. And, and I don't, yeah, I don't either. I, I'm I don't more than happy with multiple I, like, I guess, I guess if it was a straight up 1v12 game, maybe I would accept that, but we're not doing Even that. Even then, I wouldn't want The that first round game. games are probably more intriguing in some regards than the 1-8 or whatever you may get out of the out of the remaining eight teams. So look at March Madness. All. all of the March Madness games are And they on make that the work table. so well, by the way. I mean, literally four channels and you can rotate as much as you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I try to catch the end of every game that's going on, but you know, or like just multi box every Yeah, you could do that. Like too. I like the multi box, but to be completely I think honest it works you, better I, for college basketball. Yes, it does mm-hmm. because there's that you're not missing you're not getting distracted and missing things. Like I, I've found, I don't use the multi box uh, at all in my mm-hmm. watching throughout the Saturday. I go back and forth between a few channels, but I find the multi box gets a little too like hectic for me to stay with as we go throughout the day, especially when there's mm-hmm. two really critical situations. I mean, sure, it's nice to have and it's nice to be able to know what happened, but did you really see both of them anyways? No, I'll so go, I'll go back and forth on the multi box. I'm maybe I'm just wired like screwed up or something up I, here that I can pay attention to both. But so I, the I way love that it. I've done that is I I have my TV kind of across the room so that way you can kind of see all four games at once rather than rather than like closer to the TV. So that well, way. mine's across the room, but I just I just haven't I've struggled with it. Like I. I enjoyed it with baseball during, like, on MLB TV. I enjoyed it with mm-hmm. uh, March Madness. Mm-hmm. I did not enjoy it here, so that's just where I where I stood with it. Okay. I hope they obviously don't do this. If they do, yeah, I'm gonna have to deal with it at least for the time being. But I hope that's not what they're doing. I'm I'm more than happy to have multiple different like networks and you know mm-hmm. involved in the bidding process. But at the, at the end of the day, I hope that you know this is just kind of a uh, last ditch effort almost by Apple or Amazon to, you know, really throw their name in, in the hat and see if that will force the networks like ESPN, Fox, CBS, NBC to raise the, the amount of money. I don't even Turner. I mean, Turner used to broadcast college football. Now they haven't broadcast football in a long time. I don't think, but as much as they've got access to, uh, to broadcast, I mean, they could, Throw their their ring, you know. Throw their name into the. I'd ring. be okay with Turner doing it. Well, is Turner not with CBS? Uh, that's only for college basketball. They yeah, they okay. they don't have anything college football or NFL. They used to have NFL and college football, but they haven't yeah. in at least ten plus years. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, I knew that. I just I, I figured they were kind of just together in general. So no, no, not not that I know of. I mean, you're got yeah. you've got the Foxes, the CBS, the NBC. And ESPN. That's that's about it. We don't have uh, we don't have Idiots. the FX. We don't have the the versus network or TBS or anything like that doing football anymore. Fair enough. All right. Well, 
I guess it's that time. Why don't we just go ahead and, and unveil the new top 25? Oh, wow. And uh, some interesting spots. Uh, there was a one-point difference between second and third. Georgia got it by one point wow. this week, uh, and really in large part due to a fourth-place ranking um, from one of our members. It was not me. I had them at one. Um, if that person who had them at fourth would raise their hand and take the smothering they're going to get in the comment section. It was me. I, put Georgia I was shocked by that. I put Georgia at four, not because I disvalued the, the two-time defending champion, but it's really more of a statement as to what the three teams I had ranked ahead of them have done this year. What Michigan, what Texas, what Washington have done has been the mo most impressive to me. Not saying that Georgia is not a team that's still in prime destiny and, and control of where they're going to end up this season and that they shouldn't be in the playoff discussion. But, I mean, I – think that they've had you know two really you know tests if you will and they nearly failed both of them i mean the seven of well let's see five of the eight quarters that they played against south carolina and auburn they were either tied or trailing at the end of those and it just to me does not scream the best team in the country now i'm not saying that they shouldn't be number one i didn't vote that way and thankfully you know we we have you know, more than just my opinion uh, to, to counteract that because mm -hmm. I put them at four, but they end up at two, which is still, I think, the fair, you know, most fair placement they could be. Yeah, no. And like, I totally see why you did that, but mm -hmm. I, I still feel Georgia's in deserving of a top three spot. I've got them at number two. Um, Michigan is right there, though. If they have mm -hmm. another good game this week, I this I year. very well will have Michigan ahead of Georgia next week. But, I mean, got to – there's a certain amount of grace when you're the – when you're the two-time defending champion. Like, it's, it's only human nature. Like, there's a reason why we've all got them in the top five at least – um, even with them looking bad at times against both South Carolina and Auburn. How, how much grace how, how much grace are they really allowed though, Cam? I mean, Cam, we're this week is the halfway point of the season. Mm -hmm. If they have not figured things out, now they're not necessarily doing things that they shouldn't be doing or anything like that. They just have not been as dominant as they have in years past. I think the rest of the, you know, the top five is catching up to them. You can make the argument with a, you know, the, the top 10 closing in, I would say that probably the cutoff would be, you know, about eight, maybe nine or 10 uh, that are closing in on, on where Georgia is. And, and that's the closest yeah. that they've been since the, yeah, and, you know, the end of the 2020 season. Yeah, and Isley even alludes to that in the chat. I think the top eight could all be on a very similar wave, wavelength. Yeah, like there's been plenty of times throughout this year where we Oregon has looked like potentially the best team in the country. Washington mm -hmm. has. 
Georgia has, Michigan has, Texas, Ohio State, so on. Like, they've all, like, that top eight is very close to each other. Yeah. So I, like, that. that's why I'm not overly mad. And I know that you're not overly mad either that no. we've got Georgia at two. No, and, and that's why, I mean, that's why we do this thought process each mm -hmm. week. We don't tell each other our rankings. We find out mm -hmm. all together here in this setting on a weekly basis what the others have have how they others have, have voted and what the aggregate comes out to being so you look at the rest of the top five you've got washington georgia michigan texas and ohio state mm -hmm. are the top five florida state right out on the outskirts at six behind ohio state and then oregon penn state notre dame and oklahoma are seven through ten so that would be according to the loudmouth rankings, at least a top 10 showdown mm -hmm. coming up in, in Dallas this weekend. Um, continuing on, you've got Alabama at 11, Wazoo, Washington State at 12, which I know Isley is pretty impressed by uh, the fact that, that Washington State's up there. Um, I, I mm -hmm. really wasn't necessarily thinking that they wouldn't be. It was one of those, uh, you know, after what they did with Oregon State mm -hmm. and then some of the other results, especially Oregon State going out there and yeah. handling Utah like they did, um, it, it really just catapulted Washington State up in my mind. Ahead of USC, though, Washington State 12, USC 13, and Oregon State 14. Got two Pac-12 teams in the top 10. Neither one of them are USC. Uh, mm -hmm. Ole Miss coming in at 15 behind Alabama, who – they lost to last week or, well, two weekends ago now. Uh, and just ahead of LSU, who didn't fall too far, but they are 16, the head-to-head -head potentially being the difference with Ole Miss at 15 and LSU at 16. Then Tennessee at 17. Duke didn't fall too much, down to 18. Missouri's up to 19 ahead of Miami at 20. North Carolina at 21. Kansas State is 22. Kentucky is 23rd. Utah, 24, and Louisville rounds out the top 25. So Isley chimes in. True or false? An OU win over Texas puts OU in the top five. I am going to say false. It, it really depends on the – if it's a statement, if it is a resounding victory, not, not necessarily even on the scale of last year, what Texas yeah. did to Oklahoma last year, but where it feels if, like Oklahoma controls the entire game. Yeah. If, if you have even, I think if you see something similar to what Texas did to Alabama with OU doing that to Texas, then I think that would be a pretty fair argument to put Oklahoma in the top five. If it's a, a tight back and forth game, like we're kind of expecting it to be, then I don't know if I necessarily put Oklahoma in the top five because I think about the highest that I would put them right now is eight, seven or eight, even though, you know, we have them at 10 and that's not to say that they're not deserving of being a little bit higher, but I mean, who are you going to bump down? You're going to bump down Oregon. Are you going to bump down Florida state? If maybe Florida state struggles this weekend, that's a possibility. Yeah. But they, they move down and Oklahoma. Yeah, moves up, I, but. And, and I was going to say, it's also dependent upon, what happens in front of them. Yeah. What happens around the rest of the country? Cause, cause Maryland could hang around at least for a little bit with Ohio state. And we'll talk about that here later yeah. on in the show. Um, 
you're you're right. We've seen Florida State struggle with lower teams as well. They've got Virginia Tech, yes, at home, but mm-hmm. Brent Price still has a good defense. And so like I they might not, they might, and you're a hundred percent. It's gonna depend more on the way that they go about it, like if they control the entire game as opposed to as opposed to just winning in a walk-off field goal or something like that. If they went similar to 2021, I don't think that puts them in the top five. If it's that kind of a game where it goes back and forth or Oklahoma comes back from a deficit and wins at literally the last second like they did, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's enough. I, I think that would be indicative of very two very good teams. But, I mean, that's the problem is that I think it would create more chaos and parity up in the top ten than solving anything really because i don't think that texas would you know i mean they would drop a little bit but they wouldn't drop out of the top 10 and i just don't know what the where how much the upward trajectory of oklahoma would get to with a win now i will say if oklahoma wins this game it's very possible they could be in the top four at the end of the season because Mm -hmm. there's a i mean there's a couple of games that are toss-ups we talked about this i think on monday uh, there's a couple of games that they should be favored in and they've got the home field in won't be easy, but if they survive those, they won't necessarily, you know, I mean, they're, they're going to be a favorite in the rest of the way mm-hmm. to go undefeated. Yeah. And that that's one of those games where Oklahoma, Texas play each other 10 times. The two schools probably split five apiece. So, yeah. It's just going to depend upon which form the multiverse we're in. <laughs> I guess so. What else catches your eye, Isley, from the top 25? Well, you kind of mentioned that I was I was definitely not expecting Washington State to be up there. Like, even seeing your guys' rankings, it didn't register with me until I had to put them in. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, were yeah. they straight 12s across the board? I think um, no, it was a 12, a 13, and a 12. Okay. And the two guys on the ends are the, the 12s. Yeah. Um, which is not a dig at BJ for putting in a 13. I don't care that no. much about where you no. have them. No. Uh, but I, I think that they're up there for sure. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Let's see what else is in here. Kind of surprised really that Maryland nothing. wasn't in the top 25. I know I put a vote in for him, but. Well, so I guess we can talk about that real quick. So you, you went over the top 25. The teams that just missed out were Air Force, um, Texas A&M, and Maryland. They, Maryland was the last team out of the top 25. So we've got, we've got some teams that will be making some potential statements just on the outside mm-hmm. of the top 25 if they – Hang around, or if they even pull some some wins off, they'll they'll we'll be talking about some of these teams. Sure. Been there mm-hmm. for sure, absolutely, um, oh, absolutely. I mean, Texas A and M's probably like with a win, they're undoubtedly going to be in there. Um, yeah, Maryland with a win's undoubtedly going to be in there, and, and then Air Force, the way they're just beating the living crap out of everybody they're playing right now, I I don't know how you can't. Dog Air Force. is the word you're looking for. Yeah, I mean they're. Except I don't know how you can't Houston. put them in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, but that was a game where it was like Sam Houston. No, well, one nobody knew what Sam Houston is. With their defense has played really well. They've kept them in a lot of games. 
-hmm. But the style of play that both of those teams play, a lot of run-heavy looks, um, I'm not surprised looking at it, looking back at it, that it ended up being a, what, 14-3? to That was 13-3, yeah. Yeah, it was was an interesting game for sure. So, with that, uh, Kentucky was in, and... I think rightfully so. They, I mean, Ray Davis was amazing last Saturday. And honestly, yeah. this entire team looked really good last Saturday. I was very, very impressed with their work. I had them in in the top 20. Uh, BJ, you had them at 21. Cam left them unranked. Um, the teams that had those kinds of disparities where somebody left them unranked, I'm going to let you know. Uh, Louisville, a 21 from myself, a 25 from BJ, and a 30 unranked from Cam. If there's anything you'd like to stop and say at any point, we can. Um, Kansas State, a 19, a 30, and a 19. Not 30. Uh, again, 30 is unranked. That's from BJ. On Kansas yeah, State. it wasn't because I don't think they're top 25. It was just really tough for me to find room for them with some of the votes I was giving. I think that they, with a win this week, <laughs> will be back in my top 25 with some of the, the parity and movement that we've seen. Air Force had two 25s and a 30. Uh, Cam and I were both the 25s on that one. They're right on the edge. Uh, they got a big test with Wyoming next week. They win that one. I think they'll be in my top 25. Utah had a 30. That was mine. And a 19 and a 23. I just, I, I'm not a fan of what I've been seeing. And like the indications are not that Cam Rising is coming back, even though he's cleared, at least for the foreseeable future. So, I, I until he does, I'm probably like until he does, and we see what he is. I'm probably not ranking him again, to be completely honest, because they, their offense has been awful. I mean, it's on Iowa's level of bad. Iowa's going to yeah. get worse, by the way, because uh, yeah. McNamara is officially out for the season uh, yeah. now. With the announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's a shame, but yeah, yeah, U- Utah has just been a different level of bad defensively. I'm not putting them in my top 25 until I see Cam Rising play. You shouldn't punish them for injuries, but when your injury has been the majority of your season so far, actually yeah. all of your season so far, you can only get that excuse so many times. You got to get somebody that steps up and they haven't done it. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, yeah. harsh, but that's an honest truth. And there's, there's still, you know, one loss team that's, you know, hang, you know, they've got some, some impressive wins. I will say that. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that that's necessarily you know, something they should be punished for. I, I saw, I, I think I heard on the broadcast last Friday that rising uh, is supposed to be returning for like the Cal game, I think. So not this weekend, but next weekend. Yeah. This week, Utah's off. He'll return that's fine. next week. Let me see what it looks like. It, like I said, mm-hmm. sure. It's a little harsh to punish that, Yeah, but they're five games into the season now and they have not had a lick of offense in any yeah. of those five games. I mean, even the Florida game, like their offense ran through Jaquindon Jackson, who's also yeah. out yeah. for the foreseeable future. Yeah. What? How am I supposed to say that team that took the field was a top 25 team? That doesn't mean I don't think they're competitive. I don't think they're yeah. a good football team or a sound football team. It's a Kyle Winningham team. Yeah. Obviously, that is a belief I have. Yes. But I'm not going to put them somewhere they don't deserve to be because they've struggled. Their offense hasn't been good. Their their defense has been good enough to win the football games. Uh, No, 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 no. Their defense has been good. That's not a question. And it's been good enough to win them games, similarly (laughs) to in Iowa. 
Mm -hmm. But I can only let that slide so far because, again, you're sitting now six weeks into the season going into this weekend. Five weeks for them. I guess they've only played five games. Yeah. And you have not gotten anything done with your offense. Mm -hmm. So, and the thing for me that I look at with Utah is – I think you're right, Isley, and we'll talk more about this when, when he gets back. But for Utah, I think a big reason why they are still ranked is because of preseason expectations. I mean, you look at the offense just on its own throughout from most of this year, and, I mean, he's right, absolutely. With with no Cam Rising, no Grant Keithy, uh, this is not the same Utah team of old, and their offense has left a lot to be desired. And – so you're going to have a team that maybe, you know, if you took away whatever they were preseason from their name and just looked at them, they might not be on the, in the top 25. They might be because they're four and one, you know, right there on the outskirts where we have them at 24. I think that's pretty fair um, in all honesty as, in terms of what we've been evaluating this season. But I mean, there's other teams that we, that just miss like Maryland, like air force, you know, Texas A&M that, could be, you know, in there in that conversation as well at, instead at 24. Yeah, no. And, like, for me, I I didn't have Kentucky or Louisville just because I, I'm waiting for that it factor to kind of emerge. Like, I, in the bits and pieces I've seen of them, I don't think I've seen a full game of them yet this year for either you, team. You, you missed out on last Saturday. Yeah. Kentucky. My goodness. Yeah, but I like they just need that little extra step to get in. Like prove 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 me wrong. Like I will happily be wrong and include either of you guys. I got a damn thing against the state of Kentucky as a whole. <laughs> um but I like, it, it's just that last little oomph that they need in, in my, t- in my mind. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I, I think there's more to like about what we've seen from Kentucky to this point than mm-hmm. from Louisville. I think Louisville is, is in because of what they've been able to do. But in the manner in which they've done it, though, the last couple times that yeah. you might have seen them, they were playing Indiana in Lucas Oil and then last week on a Friday night against NC State, not easy places to, to win, but teams that they probably should have had a little bit better or, or you know easier time to defeat than they did. And so, I mean, they're, they're ranked, but how long will it last? They've got a really tough test with Notre Dame coming to town this weekend oh, yeah. uh, that is going to really be interesting to see what they're able to do. Um, and so – that's kind of, I think they're right there on that precipice. If, if they, you know, it's basically, you know, buck up or shut up, if you will, because they've got, with Notre Dame coming in, if they prove that they belong with a win, great. If they aren't able to defeat a, a pretty solid Notre Dame team that, you know, is, is literally one extra man potentially away from still being undefeated and maybe in the top five or the top four themselves in Notre Dame, yeah. then... And even at that, it kind of depends upon the way in which they lose as well. Because, like, if they get ran off the field, like, that that's one thing. But if it's a close, hard-fought loss that 
comes down to the very last minutes, like that's a complete other. Like what thing. we've seen from Notre Dame the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, and, and yeah, and I do agree with you. Kentucky is definitely the closer of the two. Yeah. Uh, is there really anything that you're, you're, you know, kind of anything that else that catches your eye with this ranking? I think it's overall very solid top 25. I'm not seeing a whole lot of things that are necessarily, you know, no, like should be upset about. Yeah, no, like nothing that jumps out to me that's like, oh my gosh, like how didn't you do this or how didn't you do that? Like I, there's really nothing that jumps out in that way for me. Is there anything for you? I think it's really interesting. And I think this is just kind of showing what the level of parity in the SEC is that oh, there's absolutely. only one team in the top 10. When is the last time that, you know, you, you've had, you know, like, let's see. So there's three, four, five, six, six SEC teams, seven. I see. I count seven in here. When you the last time you had seven SEC teams ranked half the conference, but only one of them's in the top ten. Yeah, yeah, no, and I I a hundred percent agree with you. I think it's just shows you the amount of parity that's in that conference, especially in the West West Division, because you look there, Alabama's there at eleventh, mm-hmm. Ole Miss is fifteenth, LSU sixteenth. Like AM's receiving votes. AM's receiving votes. Like, and those four are kind of the four that we've all talked about. Like, yeah, they've got a legitimate chance. But at the same time, Auburn on the right weekend could knock off any one of them. Auburn was, was I mean, a couple minutes and another touchdown away yeah. from it last Saturday with Georgia. And yeah, really talk about throwing things and throwing a monkey wrench into, into monkey the wrench into everything. Yeah. Um, and then even Mississippi State has hung up, hung with some of the SEC folk. And so I like that West division is oh, and I didn't mention Arkansas even. Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. Arkansas may be the best 0-3 SEC team that we've ever seen. Not to Hark back to the Nebraska joke from 2021, but I mean the, the they gave LSU everything they wanted and then some. Their loss to to BYU was competitive all mm-hmm. the way to the very end. You know, just last week they were, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they were competitive with Texas A&M for for a good portion of that before A&M's defense really locked that one away. Uh, it's it's you know there's the the parity in that division especially uh, but the conference as a whole yeah is no, really I, something to take in yeah and i i think i speak for you as well the what the east has surprised me as well because we kind of thought it would be georgia gap tennessee south carolina yeah. and then gap to the everything else and yeah. somehow tennessee looks worse than kentucky and mizzou most weeks yeah, it's it's really truly something. I mean, South Carolina right now, offensive line is is still an issue that doesn't mm-hmm. seem like they'll be competing for that third spot. But you know, I mean, you got a Tennessee team that was beat by Florida, who we don't have in, ranked in the top twenty-five. Obviously, after their their loss last week, they weren't going to be. But you know, they're they're a different 
team, especially at home, from what we've seen than than on the road. So it really begs the question, you know, which Florida team are you going to get? The one that's seems to be unstoppable and and having you know no mm-hmm. faults. I mean, look at Graham Mertz has not been the problem for them. They have they have had a really good you know solid quarterback come in here and and that's kind of surprising based on what we saw you know from him at, at Wisconsin but he has really turned things around for himself at Florida he's not been the issue the, the issue has been for them defensively making some just gigantic brain fart mistakes on special mm-hmm. teams in their loss at Utah their loss at, at Kentucky I mean you look at go back to last week I know you you said you didn't get to watch it but they had a punt. They had a punt stop. They were, you know, this is the second time this year that they had forced an opponent to, to punt and then given it right back because of a special teams penalty. The first time they had two players wearing the same jersey number on the field. Yeah, this time penalized for leaping over a shield. Just yeah. you can't do that if you want to win competitive road games in the Southeastern Conference. Yeah, I know. 100% agree with you there. But anyway, I thought maybe we'd have Isley back by this point, but he is uh, still out and about. So we will uh, catch back up with him here in just a moment. Uh, In the meantime, Cam, uh, just real quick while we've got a sec, I wanted to mention this on Monday, but we didn't get around to it. And we'll just take a moment for it here. Uh, After the weekend's results, we had some, uh, coordinators changes made with um, both. Uh, it was Georgia Tech that demoted their defensive coordinator as well as Indiana uh, firing their offensive coordinator. So it was, uh, you know, I mean, after giving up, what, 48 to Bowling Green, Tyler, you, you knew that the change was going to have to come for Georgia Tech. Yeah, let me Beautiful. tell you something. Let me tell you something about them. Okay. Um another big heavy favorite parlay I did last week. You know who killed it this time? Georgia Tech. My least favorite insect of them all, a yellow jacket, decided to just <laughs> destroy every single semblance of hope I had that maybe, <laughs> just maybe that would hit this week. No, it didn't. It didn't. Uh, and after I thought maybe my rant would be too lane. I was trying to go, go go a week without a rant. I was going to leave it alone. But since you had to bring those bastards up, well, I was um, trying. To how do you go out there and beat Wake Forest in the convincing? And then turn around and say, you know what? We're just not even going to show up. I mean, at least, thank you, I guess. Because here's what you did. Little do you know, what you did is you strengthened Michigan's resume. So thank you. Thank you for being a suck-ass Power 5 team and allowing Bowling Green to win and thus strengthening the resume of the Michigan Wolverines. I can respect that. I'll twist that into a positive right right about there. Um, oh, my man, God. Man, they suck, dude. That was just terrible. I was so mad. And that's why they made the changes. Yeah. They suck about as bad as the Tampa Bay Rays home fan base. Um, props to them. Not showing yeah, up. Prop, no props to all 19,000 of them that showed up. 
I, I'm sorry. I thought that they I thought they said that the uh, the pandemic would <coughs> make it out. Oh no, he's got it. He just coughed. No, this is allergies. Oh, allegedly. That's what I thought last time too, and then. <laughs> That's right. I remember what I now that you say it. <laughs> yeah, one of my one of my one of my few quarantine trips while I've been while we've been doing this show, huh? Yeah. It was that long um, COVID, man. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what was it? It was twenty twenty one in the fall. I had it. Yeah. Uh, right after I went to that concert, and then, um, hmm. well, it was what. Uh, Last summer too, like summer yeah. of twenty two that I had it I think again. So. Yeah. Yeah. What a disaster, man. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, um, how many times did you get COVID? Me? Yeah. I, <clears throat> I got it the I, I got it once, like right at the start. Okay. Um, but not again. You know what's crazy about the two times that I got it? The three times mm-hmm. that I got it. Two of them were after I got something that I didn't want. I, there's a lot of different ways that we could go with that. I'm going to leave it alone, though, for the sake of the show. You may see Travis Kelsey advertising it. No, I'm not talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm talking about the COVID vaccine. Um, we just got demonetized. <laughs> YouTube blacklisted now. What? What did I say wrong? <laughs> Nothing. I just, they, I don't know. They, 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 <laughs> I didn't say anything wrong. I said no. it's something he's advertising. They're booing you because <clears throat> you're right. It's it's one of those things that before we even get monetized, we're demonetized. I don't know. I don't really care, <laughs> honestly. Um, I'll tell you who I don't want sponsored by. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying. That's... Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't sell out. <laughs> hey, come on, Cam. What are you doing? Whoa, whoa, name whoa. dropping. Uh, uh, um, uh, Bill Gates uh, has your address, buddy. Oh, uh, anyway, anyway, uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> what Cam said does not indicate the views of the other hosts on Loudmouth CFB. All Cam views- made a comment earlier tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I made a comment earlier tonight. I made a comment oh, earlier tonight. Right. Um, anyways, uh, back to your regular regularly scheduled, scheduled programming. Yeah, dumbassery. Take I guess we got games to talk about, huh? Is that what we're at now? Sorry. I I, so I'm dealing with a lot of stuff right now. I got like, <laughs> I've got poten- like moving potential moving stuff sooner than I thought. So like, I got to deal with that and I got to deal with again. Fa- Isn't this like your third move since we started the show? <laughs> well, I mean, to a point I, I didn't move <laughs> buildings. I moved rooms at one point, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> And then I and then I moved up here, and mm-hmm. well, now I'm moving back. Not there. I'm not moving back there. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> to that neck of the woods, though. Yeah. What is this? What is on the screen right here? Oh, is uh, that from last week? I don't know. Um, maybe. What? I don't know. There, there's things just sitting around. Pictures. I got rid of. Well, I. Oh yeah, that's from last week. From Monday. Yeah, I thought right. I got rid of them all. I didn't know if you found a couple more archives that you wanted to share or not. Um, oh no! I mean, I I had put I them all there. Them all. And I didn't. Much yeah, I didn't show so. them all. Anyways, it took a lot. I guess. Uh, so we are we're on the game side of this, right? Yeah. Yes. Let's go ahead and I, let's try it this way. I like this. 
I actually like that more than this. So we're going to go with this. Okay. And it lets us shout out our social media. Oh, yeah. Advertising, baby. All right. Now, uh, advertising. Yeah. Merchandising. Yeah, <laughs> yes, merchandising camp. Very good. Says the Walmart associate. All right. <laughs> Uh-huh. Is that that who our new sponsor is going to be? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it will this probably. Brought to you, pal. Like no. at most, we might get Food City. <laughs> that might be as far as we get. Fuel City tacos. <laughs> food City, not fuel. Oh, food City tacos. We're either going to get a Food City or we're going to get an Aldi because we're about the cheapest uh, college football show out there right now. So. <laughs> You never know. Um, no paywall here. Well, never will five, be. If I have five five to bucks a it. month for feet picks still is is outstanding. So nobody's taking you me didn't up. Drop on the that price yet. like you said. Sixty nine percent off. Friends and family get it for free, baby. Anyways, I guess we can get away from that conversation. The Red River Shootout. I'm still calling it that. I don't care what they call it anymore, but I'm going to call it what I know and believe in my heart. That's what that's it what, always will be. That's what the Constitution allows me to do. Did you know mm. you have rights? The Constitution says you do. That's what they say. Um, Allegedly. You know, Texas is coming off that 49 nothing win, and I have a sneaking suspicion that that's definitely not happening again uh, on either side. Wow, who would have been the one to tell you that, man? Is it weird that I'm taking the under in this game? No. I I, I feel so. this is a defensive battle, man. I really do. I, I like the under in this game a lot. I Dylan Gabriel's playing really good football, too. He started off extremely well, and everybody was like, oh, man, you don't want to play too well. Jackson Arnold will take your – no, that's not happening. Um, Dylan Gabriel's been really good. Andrew Anthony's kind of stepped up in his his new role at Oklahoma since his transfer out of uh, Michigan last year. Really mm-hmm. solid player over here. And the Oklahoma defense has been much improved. They're allowing less than 10 points a game. I don't know if you guys know that. But they are, and they're they're doing a phenomenal job. I'm I'm super excited for what they're bringing to the table. Brent Venables has them going in the right direction really quickly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> with with that said, um, Quinn Ewers has been extremely well good too. Uh, Jonathan Brooks has been really good. We, we've seen C.J. Baxter play really well. Xavier Worthy. Uh, Adonai Mitchell, I mean, and, and by the way, we know it's not AD anymore. He's been very adamant that that's not his what he wants to be called anymore, so we're making sure we do that. But he was just taking the standards. I mean, we've seen some really good football from the entirety of, of this Texas offense, and their defense is also playing extremely well. We saw them just completely stonewall Kansas last week, and Jason Bean's not a bad quarterback. Devin Neal's not didn't get bad overnight. I mean, that, that's a good offense that they stifled for 14 mm-hmm. points. This is going to be a defensive battle. Uh, I think that if, if whoever if anybody crosses 25 on the board, I think they win. The team that I see doing that the most is Texas, so I'm going to go with Texas. But I'm 
definitely not touching the spread, and I think it's an under on the 60. Yeah, the only thing that you can count on with this game is <coughs> the unpredictability of this game. That's why better beware in terms of the Red River shootout. This is a game that's really going to test Oklahoma's defense for the first time this year. I mean, Oklahoma has only allowed 10 points a game or less than 10 points a game, but they've done it against the likes of Arkansas State, against Cincinnati, against Iowa State, who, by the way, had 20 first-half points and then didn't score a single point in the second half just last week. And Iowa State's not necessarily known as a uh, offensive juggernaut. I don't know if you remember this, guys, but they put up zero points against Ohio, at Ohio, back in week two, week three, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's going to really go, really going to tell us a lot about this Oklahoma defense that, you know, has played better than they did last year. That is not without, you know, I can say that without a doubt. There's no misunderstanding that they've been better. But they're not on the same level as this Texas defense. I think Texas's defense does win them this game. Texas's offense will be able to not move as efficiently as they did last year against the Oklahoma defense. But that stat down there, first time both teams coming into the game at 5 and 0 since 2008. Texas won that year. It was a top 5 showdown. Texas was 5, Oklahoma's 1. Texas won by 10. I think Texas wins by 10 again this year. Give me the Longhorns. Yeah, this is going to be another really, really, really fun matchup to see. And even if it does get to be a 10-point game, it's not going to feel like a 10-point game. Um, OU is going to be able to hang around. I, I'm going to go ahead and go with Oklahoma, actually. I think that their defense is able to make a couple more stops. I like the tenacity that they've played with this year, they do a great job of just flocking to the ball, which is something that we've not seen Oklahoma do in years since really since Bob Stoops was there. And I think that it's going to be another all-time classic. I got Oklahoma winning by a field goal. I mean, every time, with the exception of last year here recently that they have played, has been some kind of like craziness that has happened. Go oh, back, yeah. look at 2021. It was a 20, what, 28 to 3 was the score at one point. Texas was ahead or mm-hmm. 21 to 3 at the end of the first quarter. And then Oklahoma comes storming back. The really what the first time that America was introduced to Caleb Williams was in this game back mm-hmm. in 2021. And there was was a starter coming Mm -hmm. in that offense looked anemic against Texas and Williams replaced him at half, I believe. And then OU came storming back. I think it was even before halftime. I think it was late in the second quarter. They were down big. He took the very first play that he had at, you know, in the game outside of like garbage time, if I'm not mistaken, and ran it into the end zone for touchdown. And, I mean, then the rest was was history from there. Apparently, I'm like the busiest man in the world tonight. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to just interrupt what you're saying. But dude, I can't get a break. I like that was that's a realtor calling. I like give me a break, man. 
I'm losing my mind over here. But you go back beyond 2021. 2020 was the four overtime thriller that was in front of the limited crowd at the with the proper rules, of, right? Uh, that was 25% occupancy. Was the no with proper rules, right? Like the proper overtime rules. Yeah, that was the last yeah. year before we got the shootout. That was like the, the last one of the yeah. last games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2018, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> Texas went up by like 21 in the fourth quarter. Kyler Murray wills them back down the field and they get three touchdowns in a row, but left too much time for Sam Ellinger and company to go down and kick the winning field goal. And Gus Johnson put the exclamation on Dicker, the kicker. 2017 was a great game between Baker and Ellinger, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, it's been pretty classic. We've had some you know, great, yes. great games from, Here in from the, West, the last five years series so. in the last really last 10. No, I don't last see any reason why we don't, I don't, I don't see any reason why we don't get an, another classic, but I think we're going to see another point of focus from this one. Yeah. I like I could, I could genuinely see a Texas win. Uh, I mean, honestly, probably like 27, 21, you know, like one of those types of games. Mm-hmm. But I could just as easily see Oklahoma come out and just be ready to go, trying to get back at last last year and, and win twenty four to fourteen. I'm not I'm not trying to predict those scores because I, I don't. It's not what I do very well. You he know? does not uh, endorse those scores. Yeah, no, I don't. Unless they happen, then I'm totally coming back to this on Sunday <laughs> and saying that happened. Um, but I, I can see this. Just I don't see this being a game where anybody really pulls away or any offense really breaks out. Like it's just going to be a hard fought football game. That's what I'm here for. Honestly, I, I'm really excited to see what this game brings to the table, but I could be wrong. But, I mean, we could see a game where we see a 38, 31. That's reasonable too. Yeah. Just a lot of opportunities, a lot of opportunities from this one. It's the best SEC game of the day for sure. And they're not even in the SEC yet. All right, move on, dude. That's enough. <laughs> That's enough of that. What's next? Oh, okay. Well, this is something to talk about. Um, Ohio State is a 20-point favorite. Yes, we see that. The over-under is 57.5. Yes, we see that. Maryland is a team that has not beat Ohio State yet, and they also have not won Columbus. or They haven't even stayed close at Columbus. They've lost at the minimum by 21. <clears throat> Something tells me that's going to change this weekend. I'm not saying upset. That's not what I'm telling you. I just do not see Maryland not hanging around for a good portion of this football game. They're a very good offense. They run the ball fairly well. Talia has been a very efficient quarterback this season. And we've just seen Maryland defensively play better as well. Ohio State. This is a team that doesn't have the offense fully figured out, even still at this point. I mean, we're talking about a team who's gone over 40 once, twice maybe at most. I mean, they've not been great in in many situations, and we're going to sit here and wonder what's going to happen again. Now, what I will say, I think think both these teams could easily score 40 points in this game. Um, The Ohio State State defense is – much improved, but the Maryland offense is probably the most prolific offense they've faced, and that mm-hmm. does go above Notre Dame. Notre Dame has guys, but they don't have they don't have it the same way that Maryland does. Maryland has a defense that's improved, as I said earlier, but 
I don't think they've really been up against an Ohio State team. Maryland struggled at times. I mean, look at the Charlotte game, for example. That was unbelievably bad. <clears throat> I'm going to say all that to say that I'm going to take Ohio State to win. I think they're going to win pretty comfortably. But I, I'm i leaning Maryland cover, um, and I'm taking the over. I am definitely taking the over in this game. Ohio State has only scored 40 points once, and that was the week three game against Western Kentucky when they scored 63. And they got some help from their defense or special teams at one, if I'm not mistaken, in that game, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, this has been, you know, not the same Buckeyes team offensively, even though they've got just weapons all around galore. And, I mean, you look at what they were able to do last time we saw them back against uh, Notre Dame here, uh, you know, two Saturdays ago now. And it was a really good defense, but there really wasn't a whole lot of trouble for them offensively moving down the field, except for some of the play calling. Uh, I mean, just running a jet sweep on fourth and one. I mean, I, I just there's sometimes where, you know, it's certainly not the, the same football game that we watched maybe 10 years ago from Ohio State in, in that spot. But it, there's still certain need to be just – physical instead of trying to be too cute with it. I think that the key for Maryland in this game, and this has been the case going back now, however many years. So we've been talking about, is this finally the year that Maryland is able to get one of the, the big three that they keep finishing behind in the big 10 East? Can <coughs> they avoid turnovers? If Talia can hold on to the ball, if they can, you know, if he doesn't make a bad read and, and throwing a, a bad interception that kills some momentum, you know, on a, a really good drive early in the game, then Maryland can absolutely hang around. I don't think that they're going to pull the outright upset, but I do think that they can be competitive and cover that 20-point spread. Ohio State wins, but I'll take the Maryland cover as well. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that Maryland does cover in this game as well. I don't like them to pull the upset, though. Um, as good as Maryland has looked this year, I just, I, I don't think their offense is going to be able to play as great as they have against this legit secondary, but I do like Maryland to cover and I do like the over to hit as well. All right. I already told you guys what I'm doing here. My mind <laughs> hasn't changed. Max Johnson has been everything Bobby Petrino wanted as a quarterback. And that's not to take away from Connor Wegman because he was really good too. Max Johnson's elevated this offense just that tiny bit higher than they needed to where I'm I'm pulling it. I'm going Texas A&M over Alabama, and I'm going over on the 46 and a half. It's really plain and simple for me. You got to look at a handful of things. Texas A&M has the ability to play defense with Alabama. They have the guys on the field to do it. Ole Miss struggled a little bit a couple weeks ago. I think it's kind of a similar battle, but this is a home field advantage game. Kyle Field is not an easy place to go. Ask Alabama. They've struggled there on numerous occasions, and they're going to struggle there once again. Max Johnson to Evan Stewart, that's been a deadly combo since Max Johnson took over. They've been really connecting pretty well over the last couple of weeks. 
it's there's no way I'm going to say A&M in this game. I'll, I'll gladly be wrong. I don't even care. I'm taking Texas A&M wholeheartedly to get the win in this game. You guys remember this? This the you know go back to 2021. The last time the these two teams faced off in Calfield, it was a prime time <laughs> game uh, on on CBS with with Ness and, and Danielson, similar to how it will be just in that afternoon slot on CBS. And if I'm not mistaken, Alabama obviously a whole hell of a lot better offensively that year than they have been so far this year. And AM was down to third string quarterback uh, because Haynes King was out. And I think they'd lost their, their backup as well. So they were on Zach Calzada at that point. And they really just, nobody gave them a chance. This was double digit point spread, if I'm not mistaken. And now you look at it on your screen there, Alabama's only favored by one and a half. When is the last time that has been the case for Alabama road game? They went on the road to LSU last year. They were a touchdown favorite. They were on the road to Tennessee last year. They were a touchdown favorite. You know, the this has been an Alabama team that is not used to seeing the Vegas money flowing in the other direction. And so it must be because, as Tyler said, this is an AM team that can absolutely, especially with the home field advantage, surprise some people that, you know, why is an AM ranked after the loss to, to Miami? I, I think that said more about what we're going to see from Miami this year than what we've seen from AM. There's definitely a path to victory here for Texas AM. I'm going to slightly give Alabama's defense the ever so slight nod with their defense. They win this game ever so slightly. I'll take the tide. In a close one, I'll go under 46 and a half. And that's the way that Alabama is going to have to win and win games this year is because of their defense. I think that AM is going to be able to limit what Milrow and McClellan can do offensively. But Alabama capitalizing when it matters most, maybe a turnover puts them in great field position. They win a great field position battle, a great defensive game. I'll take the tide. This is going to be another classic in the little bit of this kind of new rivalry that we've seen develop over the past few years. Saban versus Jimbo. Yeah. It's going to be really close come down to the wire. AM's offense looks better than it ever has under Jimbo. Um, thanks in large part to Petrino, um, Max Johnson, Wakeman before him. Alabama's defense is the best we've seen in a long time at Alabama. Not to say the other defenses aren't necessarily bad at Alabama. You're never going to see a bad safety <laughs> defense. But just how great this defense has looked. Um, Alabama's offense has struggled at times. Um, getting the ball going, especially through the air. And that's what makes me lean towards AM winning. I lean ever so slightly. AM's able to pull off the victory, but it's going to come down to the last possession. 
it's going to be a lot of fun and i i look forward to it and seeing what happens here but in in the meantime gig them oh you're rolling with them <coughs> all right what's next last oh, but not wait. least oh, here we go georgia kentucky that's what we're talking about today Is it too bold to say that this, like, we've talked about opportunities for Kentucky in the previous five years. Is it too bold to say that this might be their best chance? I think that is a bit bold for my taste, but yes. Well, I mean, who, what other team from Kentucky do you think has, yeah, what other team from Kentucky do you sit here and look back on in recent years and say, yeah, that team had a better opportunity than the team that we're talking about right now? I think 2018 is still the one that I would lean towards, but that, I mean, you know, it's been, I think until now is it's probably the only other one that you'd put in consideration at least that's, under, under, under I, I'm not saying that's not a fair take. I, I think that Kentucky has a legitimate opportunity to end this streak. Uh, now I'm not saying they're in the streak. I'm actually not even going to go near yeah. that. I do think they cover. I do think they lose by 10 or fewer. And I just think it's still in Georgia's control kind of the whole game. I think it's going to be similar to what we just watched last week. I don't know that Georgia knows how to answer what just happened a week ago. Because I don't think they have anybody with the experience to know how to answer that. That Brock Bowers is the only guy who's been there long enough who's still playing consistently to be there. I mean, realistically, think about that. Like, Ladd McConkey on the offense – He's buried now in the, on the depth chart that is on the field, fortunately, at, at most times. But there's a lot of time he's off the field, too. Yeah. Where does Georgia find that extra gear to turn around and say, yeah, we're not going to get stifled kind of like we did last week against Auburn and almost lose? I don't know if anybody comes out there and really sets the tone. So, yeah, I do say all of that to tell you. Georgia wins. Kentucky covers, and I am definitely on the under in this one. I just think that that's uh, that forty-eight is a little too much. And now that I see it over at fifteen, I love the cover. I almost make that a lock. Georgia's zero and five against the spread so far this year, <coughs> and I know that doesn't really matter too much in the grand scheme of things because I mean, that record complete opposite. Exactly, <laughs> even then. You could say Georgia's 0-5 against the spread and therefore take Kentucky against the spread thinking that it's a great you know, bet, and then Georgia finally shows up for once. And this feels like this would be the game that that would happen because everybody has been doubting them. Even the three of us talked about mm-hmm. uh, you know, earlier in the show, I put them at four. You know, they're, The gap is closing in terms of how many votes atop the AP poll they're getting. You know, they they really needed last year to the disrespect of the first playoff committee rankings when they were placed at third behind Tennessee. I mean, not that they wouldn't have shown up for that game, but it certainly helped. I think that this is the type of environment. This is the type of game that Kirby Smart says, all right, everybody's gunning for you. Nobody believes in you. It's time to see what this team is made of. And they would be out, able to go out there and get to win and, and even cover and just really show 
Kentucky that they're not there yet. They've got they got a great portal class that came in. You know, Devin Leary has been, you know, pretty serviceable for them in terms of what they wanted to do. And then Ray Davis has been probably the best transfer portal running back addition that we've seen around the country. And it's it's crazy to think about. Um, if Kentucky's going to win this game, it's going to be because they're able to tire out Georgia's defense and stay on the field, convert those third and fourth downs, especially when they've got the, the third and fourth down and short opportunities. If they're not able to do that, it could be a very long night. I think Georgia wins, but I agree, Tyler. I'll go with the Kentucky cover, but if ever there was a week where I'm very hesitant because I feel like if, at any point, if this Georgia team has another gear that they can shift into and turn it up a notch, we'll find it this week. Absolutely. Cam? Yeah, um... I think this game might wind up being a wake-up call for Georgia. I have Georgia to win. I have Kentucky hanging around, though. I don't – 15, right? Yeah, that's a – 15, this, uh, that's too much to me. I, I, yeah, I lean towards Kentucky covering. I think they can keep this between a 14 and a 10-point game. But I think this is kind of going to be the wake-up call Georgia needs, unfortunately, for for the rest of the college football landscape. Um, and I do think Georgia does wind up winning, but Kentucky covers. All right. That's it? Oh, we'll do that. See, I don't know anything. Uh, we had more than that today. That's all good. Uh, we just have the four. Uh, I mean, we got. I talked about uh, there, one. There's other games that we'll for sure talk about, but. Oh, I'm sure we will. Uh, we'll go ahead and get into our personal segments. Cam, what's your G5 game of the week? I mean, it's got to be a game that you guys were alluding to earlier. Utah State. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That caught me off guard in a good way. <laughs> no, you're gonna spit it out still, before I get your ass out of here. Come on, dude. It's still <laughs> in the Mountain West. Um, <clears throat> it's got to be Wyoming Fresno State. That game, that game is going to be huge in the Mountain West. Prime time on Fox. This yeah, that shows you how big it is. That Fox. it got. Let me tell you something. It bumped a P five P five game to FS two. Let me tell you something. How big it is. This game, that's not the only time this game is going to be on there. I mentioned in this show. I already know it. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's coming through BJ's segment, but it it is in mine. If, if Cam so. didn't mention it, you best bet I was going to mention it in mm -hmm. my segment. Yeah. yeah. But right. in all seriousness, Utah State, Colorado State, shenanigans always happens in that game. Utah so. State's got what? Let me like tell you a, a double-digit winning streak against them? <clears throat> yeah. Let me talk to you about a G5 game I'm looking at. Texas State, Louisiana Lafayette. I was just about to say. That game's going to that game's gonna rock the Sun Belt yeah, Conference in yeah, one way but, or the other. Yeah, that is going to be a huge game there in the Sun Belt. Um, UL Lafayette has kind of exceeded our expectations to this point yeah. to a degree. And, you could say. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I totally agree in the Sun Belt. That is the game of the week there. All right. But. BJ, yeah. what's your best games? Well, my best games of the week for this week, guys. We talked about a few already, so I won't spend the time to rehash the ones. <coughs> earlier, but uh, how does LSU respond after just the abysmal defensive performance? And it doesn't get any easier going up to Faro Field to take on the 21st-ranked Missouri Tigers who come in undefeated. That's a noon Eastern kick on ESPN, you best believe that there's a chance of upset. It happened well, I mean, back in 2020. I mean, we talked about it. Um, well, I made mention of it a couple weeks ago, my takeaways. I mean, Missouri mm-hmm. might be the best, second-best team in the East. Yeah. Kentucky made an answer uh, to that. Missouri can kind of re-answer the, the answer. I get a chance to – What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Make a statement? Restatement? Restate, maybe? Uh, restate's not it, because restate's... Rebut- make their claim? Make a rebuttal. Yeah, yeah make a rebuttal, rebuttal to that to that uh, insertion. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, this, so there's three games already at the noon Eastern slate that are like can't-miss type games mm-hmm. for me. Uh, so that's where the... The multi box, or if you're Tyler, the three TVs are going to be all on those three games. He's probably also going to have the tablet available because he's got to find uh, Peacock on uh, for the noon Eastern slate because he's got Rutgers at Wisconsin. Oh, no, I found it. You found it? Oh, sorry, you're talking about that. Yeah, Rutgers at <laughs> Wisconsin is uh, is a Peacock <laughs> exclusive game this week, and yeah. that could be really interesting. There's Damn, a- how do you guys know what's on my list? Maybe there's a play there too. I, Maybe no. I was just gonna say there's a lot of good games. There's a lot of good games. Uh, another good game that's not being talked about, and it should be Virginia but and William Mary. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, I mean it could be a good game. I think Virginia might get their first win, but I mean that's not the one I was gonna say because this is a game. The last time these two teams played. There was just some absolute insanity. There was at least 25 points in the fourth quarter alone. UCLA came back and beat Washington State in a Pac-12 after dark thriller back in 2019, like 67-63 or something along those lines. It was just (laughs) downright craziness. Now, for the first time since that matchup, they get to take on each other again. This time, it'll be at the Rose Bowl. Uh, 3 3 p.m. Eastern on Pac-12 Network. Got to find a way to watch that somehow. UCLA what is UCLA getting three at home for? They don't have a home field advantage. Now, the crowd will be there because the students are back in in session, if I'm not mistaken. It's but a noon it, kick. Do you think they're waking up? Before them. <laughs> no, not not by noon. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to tell you, give me a lawsuit in that game easily. No, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, how about UCF at Kansas? This is a a matchup that if both teams had their starting quarterbacks would just be absolute insanity, that their backups aren't bad. Jason Bean and just some of the outright craziness that we saw from McLean last week, they got off to that big lead against Baylor and then Blake Shapin and company helped the, uh, the bears come back and and steal victory from the jaws of defeat in the bounce house. Uh, 
UCF Kansas is still going to be a really great game. That's four Eastern mm -hmm. over on Fox. Uh, give that one a watch as well because the afternoon slate is is lacking compared to the morning slate this week. I think the really the big one to keep an eye on is is Alabama and M as we mentioned earlier, but that one should mm -hmm. also catch your eye. Another one that you should keep your eye on for this is we're going to go to the evening slate now, the prime time uh, slate of games. Number 10, Notre Dame, is at number 25, Louisville. Another tough test for the Fighting Irish. They came down to the wire the last two weeks. They're almost a touchdown favorite at Louisville. This is Louisville's toughest test of the year. Are the Cardinal for real? I mean, they could still be a 10-win team even if they lose this game. It's it's still a very realistic possibility with their schedule. But Louisville, like Louisville really cover. gets to – yeah, Louisville can show what they're making. I, mean, I really do. They played really good on defense. Uh, they're they're going to get tested physically, very similarly to what Duke did last week. I think mm -hmm. you just got to worry about the rundown, maybe for Notre Dame. I mean they they've been they played some bruisers the last few weeks, and they get another tough week again, and then another one next week. Oh yeah, it, it's uh, not an easy slate. I mean, we talked about this. No. It might be one of the toughest stretches of the games anybody plays. Yeah, definitely on there. Part of the reason we didn't talk about it on the slides is because it felt like that'd be a little too much Notre Dame. Three, <clears throat> three, four straight weeks of, of us doing Notre Dame yeah. content. That's that's not who we are, but it's certainly a game worth watching. Um, every time Arkansas and Ole Miss play, it seems like it comes down to the very end. It was a failed two-point conversion away from an Arkansas upset in 2021 where the two teams – had like three touchdowns in the final minute or something a lot crazy along yeah. those lines. Um, and with two of the fastest scoring offenses in the SEC, 50 might not be enough. You might be first to 60 wins in that game. That's 730 Eastern on the SEC <clears throat> network. I got two more. Uh, two teams that have had some disappointing starts to the year. But how can you not want to tell me that you're going to sit down at 8 Eastern Flip over to ESPN2 and watch the Butt Bowl. Baylor and Texas Tech in Waco. Team that wins will be back to 500 at 3-3 three and three after both teams started off really weird with 1-3 starts compared to their preseason aspirations. This might determine already this early in the season who goes bowling, who doesn't. So both these teams need a win desperately. If Aranda keeps his job, there's been a lot of rumblings that he might be on the hot seat now. I mean, especially compared because McGuire could have been the mm -hmm. next coach in waiting before he got the Texas Tech job. So that's another wrinkle to the classic Southwest Big 12 rivalry. And last game of the week that I think you should keep an eye on. This is the after dark slate. If you are brave enough to venture into the deep night hours with Cam and I. Arizona's at USC. They're with us because we'll be live about the time this game starts. Yeah, they'll they'll be get, they're getting twenty one and a half on the road now. This is very similar to what we saw from them last week. Washington really controlled the entirety of that game, but just a couple mistakes kept Arizona around, and a late touchdown ultimately ended up being a seven point difference. But Washington was really in cruise control and won that game pretty handily. But they never could pull away. I could see very similar for USC in this spot because of how Arizona's offense is. And USC's defense is worse, for sure worse, than Washington's defense. There's there's a path for Arizona. I don't think they pull it off outright. But I like the Arizona cover play. It's worth staying up for late on Saturday night. That 
is my best games of the week. And now, Tyler, you've got five games that we should be paying attention to and putting some money on. I'm going to be starting with an honorable mention, a game that I was shocked you didn't just mention a second ago because I think it's a much better after dark game. Oregon State, Cal, Cal, Oregon State. I think Cal covers, and they may actually win. Ben Finley's been really good the last couple of weeks, played really, really solid football. Jaden Ott's been just as good. Oregon State's still tough. Uh, coming off an emotional win, they're going down to Berkeley after dark. It just feels like a trip spot. I like Cal to cover at the very minimum, but I could see an upset forming there. I may you just sprinkle the money on that. I'm, I might. I don't know yet. I haven't done that yet. I've only made I'm only made five bets so far. I did them about five minutes ago. It's all good while I was looking through this. Awesome. But it starts with a game that's been mentioned already, which you'll notice there's a theme. Games have been mentioned already. Uh, Rutgers plus 13 against Wisconsin. I love Rutgers to c- cover. I like Rutgers outright in this game. I could see Rutgers big time win. Would put them at five and one on the year. And man, people will really be talking. Let's also not forget to add on top of that, Wisconsin in two weeks will play. Um, oh, sorry, Ohio no, that's State, actually right? no, that's week nine. Never mind. I thought that was, I thought that was coming up much sooner than it is. So I'm gonna not talk about that. <laughs> okay. We're gonna act like I didn't say that. <laughs> Ruggers plus thirteen against Wisconsin. That's the words that you need to know. My next one is Clemson. They're getting 20.5 against Wake Forest. I think their defense just completely demolishes this Wake offense. They're really struggling right now. Um, Mitch Griffiths has not been bad, but the O-line's really struggling. They're not getting everything figured out on this slow mess. They're kind of rough around that O-line position right now. The Wake defense is just as bad as they were last year, if not worse. And I got to say that to say that Clemson will cover that 20 and a half uh, on Saturday. I've seen it already up to 21 as you've been talking. So, Yeah, I would get it. If you can get it at 20.5, I'd get it at 20.5. You could probably tease that down to like 18, 17, mm-hmm. um, but definitely a 20. I, w- I would get it up to that. Wyoming, plus six and a half against Fresno State. They're at home. They've given Fresno a lot of problems at home in the past, and I, I don't see that stopping anytime soon. I think Wyoming's going to come into this game ready to go. They're get, feeling a little disrespected with six and a half at home. I mean, I really don't believe that Fresno is a 10-point favorite on the road or at their house or in any position, honestly. Uh, if that's, you know, you say this group of five and the, the elevation gives you a, f- a few points, I don't buy it. I'm taking Wyoming. To cover, I think they probably – I like them to win outright too. I like a lot of these as upsets as a whole if I'm taking them to cover. But I will I will definitely jump on that Wyoming plus six and a half. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sold on Fresno. I'm not sure why they're in the top 25 compared to Wyoming, whose only loss is to a top three school in Texas. I mean, that just – Or Air Force. Just yeah, Air Force too, yeah. Uh, Air Force has got Wyoming next played. week. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's tough. Um, yeah. But we move on. We saw this team break out last week. They won convincingly. I mean, they were up big at halftime. They ended up winning 45-7. to seven. That is the Michigan Wolverines. I think they're going to cover the 19.5 they're getting on Minnesota. Minnesota's offense is just not good. They've really struggled to get anything going whatsoever and put themselves in a position where I think that you may even be able to get the team total under whenever that comes out for Minnesota and be okay with that. 
Michigan's defense is the best in the country in scoring defense. They are also one of the best amongst the best in yards per game anyways. Overall, one of the most sound teams altogether, and they're not doing anything flashy. They're doing enough to win football games. They didn't do anything flashy last week, and they won very convincingly. I think it'll be the same this week. I think Michigan wins huge uh, in Minneapolis. And then lastly, I talked about this game already. Texas State at Louisiana Lafayette. I like the over 68 and a half. A high-flying offense at Texas State, I, I don't see any way they don't score 30 on their own. I think that Louisiana Lafayette's going to have to score a lot as well. If they don't, they're going to be in for a rough game where Texas State probably wins big because their offense has yet to be stopped at any point in the season. Um, I go back and look at – UTSA, I think, is the only time. Yeah, UTSA was the only game that kept them below 20, uh, I know for certain. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back, we look at the scores that they've got here. 42-31, 20-13, they lost that game. Uh, 77-34, 35-24, 50-36. I think we're going to see another higher scoring game. I I got to go with the over in this one. Because uh, the Louisiana offense has not been bad either. They played pretty well, uh, pretty good football. They have yet to score – below 30 points on the season. Oh, sorry. They have yet to score below 24, They, they their last game against Minnesota, which they almost won outright. Uh, there was a point in that game where I thought they were going to win outright. So I like the over in that game. Now, some other plays that I do like, and I think that they would be very beneficial to you to uh, maybe take a look at. FIU. Getting six and a half on the road at New Mexico State. I don't care where they are playing. I like FIU to win. That game is at 9 o'clock p.m. tonight. Uh, I would take the FIU at least plus six and a half. But I, right now, I'm going to go ahead and give us a uh, a play on the money line. Okay. Uh, we move elsewhere. <clears throat> I think that you could make a play on... The Maryland-Ohio State over, it's at 57.5. I would 100% play that all day long. Um, I I think that both teams score and score pretty convincingly. I I think this is going to be one of those games where we sit here and talk about – we talk about both these teams putting up a lot of points and and Maryland, again, hanging around in this game. I like that number for sure. <clears throat> what else can I tell you to try to go for here on the week? Army. Army money line. I, I'm not going to even say minus three. Army money lining is Boston College. That's a pretty safe play as well. Um, I could see a play on Marshall. Um, at least plus six and a half. Uh, I would probably tease that up to 10, but I think they, I think they cover that for sure. And then other than that, the most I'd play other than that might be the Ohio uh, spread 25 against Kent state. I, I think that could be a cover for sure. And Colorado minus four and a half. I think they cover Arizona State. So 
those are where I want to stop. I'm going to leave it at that. But I, my take five, again, Rutgers plus 13, Clemson minus 20.5, uh, Wyoming plus 6.5, Michigan minus 19 and a half, and Texas State, Louisiana Lafayette over 68 and a half. So with that, we can just go ahead and get right into our locks and upsets. Now, we sit here today, we come to you today, with a tie for the lead. Once again, Cam and I both got a point last week. And then BJ swept his lock and upset. He's the only one to do that this season with Missouri, time. Missouri minus 13 and a half and BYU upsetting Cincinnati. With that said, I go last this week. Right, right. So I'm going to go flip a coin. Who was the most recent? To... Tales, Tales never fails. It is heads. You sick fuck. Lord, so I am going to go ahead and and take take the reins on this one. Um, trying to find what I really like for a lock here. This is, this is not an easy week for those. Um, no. No. I guess I'm going to go ahead. I'm, I'm just going to take the one I think's for sure. I'm, I'm going to go Rutgers plus 13. I know that's taking an underdog, but going for points, the, taking that plus 13 is ballsy to go for the upset, so I'm going to take it as the lock. Um, I could see that happening, though, is the thing. So. I could, and I'm not – but I'm just not willing to do it, so. Which is fine. Everybody's got their own prerogative here. Mm-hmm. Man, do I do that tonight? No, I'm not going to take that. Um, damn, I got to get off the schneid here. What are we going to do for an upset? Whatever will we do? Um, this is not an easy week for upsets. I'm sorry. I, I do not mean to take so long. No, you're good. This, we know. Uh, but it is. I mean, really, like you look at these this slate and like. Nothing really stands out. And obviously, you know something's going to happen. It always does. Mm-hmm. But who's going to be? What's it going to be? I'm going to go ahead and go Akron plus six and a half against NIU. I don't That's know why. Adam one. They've been very close at times this year. Yeah. Upsets that they should have had. I guess that's what we're going to go with. So, Cam, you get to go next with your lock of the week. So for my lock, I'm going to go with Marshall covers against NC State. NC State is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Marshall is 4-0 and entering this game. NC State has looked down this year and very susceptible at times. And Marshall has been really, really damn good. And I think that they're able to at least cover that very well could pull off that upset. 
Um, Can I just say something real quick? What's up? Every Cam upset this season has been a G5 upset. That's every pick he's made. It has been G5. It's not on purpose, I swear. He's taken Fresno State, Boise State, UNLV, Georgia State, and then Boise State again. (laughs) Yeah, it's not on purpose, I swear. Wyoming? So my upset once again comes from the group of five. However, it's group of five over group of five. So UTSA is a 14-point favorite against Temple. I think Temple is able to pull that off outright at home. Um, I've not been overly impressed with what I've seen out of UTSA this year, whereas Temple has looked pretty good at times this year. EJ Warner and that offense have been really, really good. But I I just don't trust UTSA on the road in Philly. What's up, now, Tyler? Before you bet this, understand that this guy's a UTEP fan. <laughs> understand that this guy likes UTEP. Uh, so I have ties do with to that, UTEP. Do with that what you will, but that's just all I'm saying. All right. BJ, what you got? All right. Well, this week for my lock, I won't go with an, an underdog covering a spread. I like... Tyler's Michigan Wolverines covering that 19-point margin that they're favored by against Minnesota. I'm agreeing for a lot of the same reasons that he mentioned in his take five as to why. I, I just think that when you look at this team, ultimately, Minnesota, I don't like their offense. I don't think that even being at home in prime time is really going to help them, give them a lot of benefits just because of how good Michigan's defense is. And Michigan's offense is, is playing phenomenally right now. I, I really think that's a combination for a cover here, even though they've only covered one of their first four or five games of the year. So I'm going to take Michigan as the cover uh, or Michigan cover as my lock of the week. And for my upset, guys, you guys ready? I don't know how this is a – well, I know how because this team is in – not wounded animal mode, but they are uh, very thin ice. LSU is a five and a half point favorite at Missouri. And I'll trust the Tigers to move to six and zero at home, getting the Tigers of LSU in the Tiger Bowl. Um, I think Mizzou takes down LSU, and that's my upset of the week: five and a half points. In the cat spring. fight. Yeah, the cat fight for sure. Wow. So we've got some. We've got some stuff on here, man. Rutgers plus 13. Michigan minus 19 and a half. Uh, 19, Marshall. I think, was the – I've got, I see 19 on – We are encouraging you in I see 19 and a half. So. To bet I, I'm looking at ESPN right now. I've got it 19. Okay. Uh, you want me to I show suppose you? I will allow you that half point. Even though I'm not taking a half point, I'm being a man. I don't want to see your feet, dude. That's not my Get feet. that shit off. What is that? It's a what is that shit? Those are feet. Get them off the screen. <laughs> Get your feet off the screen, BJ. It's Michigan 19 is the most important thing you need to look at. Here's we, the question. We already got your free subscription. Here's the question I have. It's we like, know that phones, we know that ads are based off things you look at. 
So it's what are you looking up mannequin feet for? Huh? I'm not looking at mannequin feet or anything like that. This is this new device is leaving neuropath neuropathic experts baffled. I don't give a uh -huh, shit about sure. that. I don't uh -huh, know why it's popped sure. up. It's some crap uh, from ESPN. Probably promoting some Cam. bull crap liberal agenda. Marshall plus six and a half against NC State. Upsets. C. I take Akron plus six and a half over NIU. BJ's taking Missouri plus five and a half over Louisiana State. And Cam taking Temple plus 14 over UTSA. That is the second. That is the second largest spread that we have seen this season in an upset pick. The largest we've seen is UConn plus 14 and a half over NC State in week and that didn't one. Count, or that didn't work. So no, it did not work, but that's but okay. Cam did also say preseason or back before week one. He didn't say it on here, but he said it Texas State over Baylor, and he was right. So that, that technically did. is the that largest one. In our little pick'em chat group, I did uh, call that one. Tyler just got plunged into darkness. <laughs> did I? Yeah, we can't even see. There you are. Sorry, I was uh, I got some stuff I'm getting ready to do, so yeah. I'm gonna get out of here. Before that's, you guys, I'll let you guys show, close the show. Well, I'm gonna let you guys close the show out. I gotta get going, so okay. we'll uh, we'll see you guys on Sunday from my perspective. Yeah, and for the rest of us with Cam and I. Hey, hold hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, all right. Let's do a little bit of baseball. I know you've been watching baseball quite. I, a I have, yeah. It's so not fireside baseball little, though, Cam. I know. Let's do a little <laughs> bonus content since we got a little time here. Okay. Um, your Rangers advance. How are you feeling about that? Uh, well, considering I wanted the division and the two seed and the buy into the ALDS, I mean, in terms of what we got, I think I liked it better than if we'd been in Toronto's footsteps where they had mm -hmm. to go play in Minnesota. That I didn't think that was a good matchup. And Tampa Bay's not at nearly the full strength that we've seen from them this year. So I thought it was a winnable matchup, but the fact that we were underdogs in both games and we were pretty convincing uh, in, in at least today. Now, yesterday was a tighter game with, you know, a couple of just, you know, silly errors really that cost Tampa, but we're onto the ALDS going to Baltimore first postseason series win since the 2011 American league championship series against the Detroit Tigers, believe it or not. Yeah. It has been a little while for you guys, but yeah. That that's still impressive though. Still a very good job. And Most I definitely. understand because my Diamondbacks right now are down right now two nothing to the Brewers. But we had a big win last night. Yeah. But yeah. we get, we had a big win last night. And nine to six. I don't yeah, I don't well, six three. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But I know it was yeah, three I, runs and six was in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, that's been a fun series so far. Most uh, definitely. Yeah. Minnesota took care of Toronto with great pitching and just mm -hmm. really keeping Toronto's bats in check. Uh, so they're on to Houston. And then tonight, the Phillies have a chance to sweep the Marlins and take care of business. So we could, yeah, if, if Milwaukee wins this game, there'd be only one game three tomorrow. And it's uh, it would be Milwaukee and, and uh, the, the Diamondbacks. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've been kind of streaky towards the end of the season, more cold than hot as well. And so mm -hmm. I, I 
I am really nervous about this one. I want us to close out just because Milwaukee's bullpen is damn good. And yeah. that's a bullpen you don't want to go full a full three games against. No. I mean, so, either way, it's it's going to – both teams are going to be absolute doggone tired when they have to head mm-hmm. to the Dodgers. Whoever is lucky enough to, to win this probably three-game series and, mm-hmm. you know, getting game one is, is huge feather in your cap if you are Arizona oh, yeah. in the series. But oh, uh, yeah, no. the Diamondbacks and, uh, or the Brewers having to face the Dodgers are uh, – I mean, that's, that's not going to be a gimme. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I completely agree with that. Like it's it's gonna be fun to see what happens though in the baseball playoffs. This is gonna be a fun year for yeah. the baseball playoffs. I'm sure that we'll do a little bit more of this throughout. And I know Tyler would love to participate in this as well. Because he's mean, he, also Yeah, we, we did during the twenty one college football season, we were doing some World Series live mm-hmm. content. So that may be that may be something on Saturday that we mix in as well with the, the football reaction is, is mm-hmm. something along the lines of, of baseball conversation as well. Because you have to keep in mind, we are not just college college football fans. We are all sports fans. Like, we yeah. love our sports. So Yeah, and I mean, now that we've only cut back to – or now that we're only doing Loudmouth CFB, um, you know, we don't really have the, the uh, proper – channel really to to talk about any other sport then mm-hmm. you know we we're not necessarily wanting to add on more to our our plates but uh, you know we we talked about the, the nfl here before we've talked a little bit about you know other sports and everything mm-hmm. like that so i think yeah and that that'll continue to happen here you'll get that bonus content yeah and we and again we might just wait and and you know, do it like Saturday night content as we'll just yeah. talk about all things that are, you know, college football for the day, maybe mix in some postseason for the other sports. I mean, NASCAR playoffs are going on right now. I know that you and, and Tyler have been watching. Yeah, a lot of yeah games, I'm so. really, really fucking nervous about that right now. Because Bubba's uh, still alive. Bubba's still alive. He's looked okay this round. Not great. Um, but He's got he's got a um, he's get, it, they're at the Charlotte Roval this week, mm-hmm. and uh, wild things have happened there. Bubba struggles on road course type of races to begin with, and so I really, really, really nervous about that. It's absolutely understandable. NBA season will be here, you know, before you know it. Uh, want any good basketball content you can check me out over with my good buddy drew ivory we do the podcast called the lowdown that's 6 p.m eastern mm-hmm. over on the lowdown here on youtube and also wherever you get your podcasts uh but that's uh we'll be talking some some nba some wnba finals kickoff this weekend on sunday with the top two teams in the wnba the liberty and the aces squaring off so a lot of good sports content to be talked about here. NHL, what, uh, Frozen Frenzy? Is that what I heard? Is, yeah, is that's what the, they're going to be calling it. And That's the, basically the NHL's version of NFL Red Zone, and I'm excited for that. Blast. Yeah, it should be, especially like, with Bucci Gross on uh, mm-hmm. as the host of that. That should be just yeah. 
Absolutely. I, I think that'll catch on big and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that um, full time at some point, like I rather than just this little test run. Well, anyway, with all that being said, I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in and don't forget if you're watching on Spotify or listening, uh, don't forget Saturday night, probably about 10 p.m. Eastern. We'll be live, kind of uh, initial reactions to the craziness of the day, a little more off the cuff, a little less, you know, buttoned up as we try to be here on the show. If, if you're, you like your college football analysis with a lot of humor, maybe even having a, a two drink minimum in order to participate in the conversation. Uh, that's where we will be for all of that come Saturday nights, starting at 10 Eastern. Don't uh, forget to tune in because uh, it will not be here on Spotify and you will only be able to see no. it over on that's YouTube. a YouTube exclusive, a YouTube exclusive for your discretion will be advised. <laughs> Most definitely. With that being said, we're back on Sunday. If you are uh, not able to catch us on Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern, and we will be back to talk about everything that went on in week six. Cam, we're already almost halfway through college football. Season. I don't like thinking about that. I know. I don't like it either, but it's been a great first half of the year, and I know that things are just heating up, and the back half is going to be just as good, if not better. But with that being said, We'll see you on Sunday. Hit my darn theme music. <laughs>